Welcome to the Forgiven Ones for All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This week, we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. We hear Jesus speak about the kingdom of God, and we hear many things about it, and we're just going to take a look at it and see what it means to us in the finished work, what it means in this age of grace. What is the kingdom of God? Who is it, and who does it apply to? Let's start with Mark 1, 14 through 15. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. It says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So here... Jesus just came back from his 40 days in the wilderness and and the temptation and, and all that. And in the meantime, John has been thrown in prison for preaching. John was the last old covenant prophet. He was preaching the kingdom of God is come. Here's the Lamb of God that'll take away the sins of the world. And here Jesus comes into his ministry now that John has, just like John said, I must decrease and he must increase. Here we see John in his message decreasing, and he's being thrown in prison. He's being silenced by the world. And Jesus comes on the scene, and he says, he says, the time is now. It's being, it is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. He doesn't say it's coming. He doesn't say, believe and it'll be here in in a few thousand years. He doesn't say, believe now and one day in the future I'll come back with horses and swords and fire. It's at hand. It's so close you could reach it. He says, repent and believe in the gospel. Now we've looked at gospel, the word gospel, and it's the word evangelion. And it really means good news. And he says, believe the good news. The kingdom is here. Now we have this word thrown in there, repent. And many of us cringe at that word because we've been told that we need to repent so many times. We, we've, it's been used out of context. We've, we think it means come sorrowfully to the altar and weep and and. Be so sorry for your sin that that God might take you back. And we think that it means come with tears and come with regret and condemnation and sorrow. But that's not the actual Greek meaning of the word. That's the Western meaning. That's the the modern English translation that we've, we've put on this word because of the way it's been used. We don't like the word repent. Because it tells us that 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 we're dirty, it tells us that we're filthy, and that that we've got to clean ourselves up. But the word repent in Greek is the word metaneo, and from the helps word studies, um, it says the the literal meaning is changed after being with. Or it means to change the way you think. 
properly to think differently after, after a change of mind, to repent, or to think differently afterwards. So Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God is coming. This great news, believe in it. Change the way you're thinking. Think differently. That's a lot different than what we've been told. It has no connotation of of being sorrow for sin. It has no connotation of, of getting on our face. It just, Jesus is saying, think differently. There's good news. No longer, no longer do you have to live under this old covenant, but I'm bringing a new covenant, a gospel of good news. So the kingdom of God, what is it? We see in Luke 18, 15 through 17, he says, Then they also brought infants to him, that they might touch him. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked him. And Jesus called to him and said, Let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. So here we see um, that it has this childlike faith that's required for us to be able to be a part, to enter in and to receive the benefit from the kingdom of God. That here the disciples, you know, the, the people were bringing their children to Jesus and the disciples are like, oh no, he doesn't have time for that. And Jesus looks and he says, no, that's exactly what the kingdom of God is like. It's like these little children that believe. They they don't have preconceived notions. They don't have mistrust and hurt built up within them. They believe. They believe in the goodness of everyone around them. They believe in the goodness of their father and their mother. They believe that they mean to do them no harm. That is what Jesus is talking about. We don't need to come to God like he's like we're we're just filthy and that we're not acceptable and that he's just on the cusp, on the verge of just being done with us. That's not that's not the kingdom of God at all. But we come with that childlike faith, that childlike innocence that doesn't have a preconceived notion but but all except for good, and sees their father and says, that is security, that is trust, that is love. There's another story that we see in John 3, 3, 3 through 17. We're going to read where Jesus breaks down the kingdom of God. He says, Jesus said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, Here, he's bringing us back to this infancy, to this origin story. He says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, 
Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and you do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. For if I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man, who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, this word born again, where he says you must be born again, this has been used many times to tell us that we need to get saved, that, you know, we've got to be born again because our first state was was wicked and we were born in sin and we're filthy in God's eyes. So now we just we just need to be born again so that we can be right with God. And again, this is not the actual context of the Greek. From the Greek lexicon of the New Testament by Loanida, it literally, they translate it to mean to experience a complete change in one's way of life to what it should be, with the implication of return to a former state or relation. It literally means to be born back the way you were born the first time. That to experience a new birth, to experience the same birth that you were born again. And so it means a return back to this childlike innocence, a back to this, this thing that Jesus loves when he, when he looks at the children and he sees that, that trust and that faith that they have in their father, in their parents, in, in, in adults around them. They trust them. And that's how he wants us to come to God. He says we've got to come back to that. We were not born with originally created with sin. We were not created filthy in God's eyes. That is a lie. This verse is not about salvation or redemption of sin. It is about returning to our former state, the state we were in, that relationship we were in with God when we were created. And God said it was good. Our goodness, returning to that goodness, to that intricate relationship that we have with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
We were not born in sin. We were not originally created with defect. The defect was passed down to us. That defect is a lie that we have believed that's been passed down from generation. And it did start with Adam and Eve. It was a diseased way of thinking that they were separated from the Father. See, the whole story of the Garden of Eden is where they they began to mistrust the goodness of God. And this is a disease that's been passed down to us. But we were created in His image, which is perfect. God cannot create evil. But good can believe that it has evil within it. We can be deceived. We can believe that the Father doesn't love us like He should. We need to return back to that childlike faith, that childlike trust. The kingdom of God is here. It's at hand. It's already here. This is the good news that Jesus was talking about. So when He says that unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What is he talking about here? This word that he cannot see, it literally means to be able to or to experience. And then to see, it literally means to have information of or to know about or to have knowledge of or an acquaintance with, to possess information about. I like to say perceive, because it's a head knowledge. So he's not saying here, unless you're born born again, you're not going to see the kingdom of God, buddy. You're not even going to be there. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, unless you have this internal returning to that childlike faith, unless you come back to the way you were originally born, unless you're born again, you will not be able to understand or to perceive or to have this information or knowledge of the kingdom of God. See, what's happened is we have, over our life, we've gathered opinions and we have gathered life experiences and we've made assessments and judgments apart from God. And we have this whole life of experience that we've built and we we actually, we create our own God based upon those experiences. But what Jesus is saying is we need to throw all that out the window and we need to go back from the beginning. Go back to the very beginning and have a childlike faith and then enter the kingdom of God that way. Without all our preconceived notions, without all our prejudices and our and our doctrines, and our traditions, and and all these things that we've built up. We need to throw all that out and come back to the beginning just like we were being born again. And to look at God a different way. To repent. To change the way we're thinking. To come back to an original state. This is what it means to what Jesus was meaning here when he said to be born again. He says, you're not even going to get it. You're not even going to understand it unless you throw out out all these ideas that you have. 
See, Jesus is making this point. He says you need to get rid of all your traditions, all your religious mindsets. He's speaking to a Pharisee. He says you've got to come back with simple childlike faith. You've got to trust the Father's good. This is the key to the whole thing. You want to see the kingdom of God? It's already here. It's been here. You want to be able to understand it and to see it? You've got to come with childlike faith. You've got to believe that your father's good. If you don't believe he's good, you're never going to see it. You're never going to perceive it. This is not about salvation. It's not about your eternal destiny. This is about the abundant life that Jesus promised on earth while we're here. The kingdom of God is here and we can experience it now if we would perceive it as a little child. If we would receive it and understand it like with simple childlike faith. The last thing I want to look at is that we are the kingdom. It's within us. See, the kingdom is not, is not something that we see with our eyes, but it's a union that we have with our Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. It's already within us, and we already have this relationship, whether we understand it or not. He told the Pharisees that the kingdom was already within you. Let's look at the last scripture, Luke 17, 20 through 21. He says, And now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said to them, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Some translations say in the midst of you, and some say within you, or literally, but the words literally mean inside you, and the you being singular. So I really believe what Jesus was doing here is he was speaking, and one of the Pharisees asked him this question. I believe he looked him in the eye, and he said, the kingdom of God is inside you. Now this is a guy that didn't even believe yet. He wasn't a, a believer in Christ, but he's telling him, you have been looking for God your whole life. You've got all these preconceived ideas and notions, and you don't even understand that the kingdom of God is already inside you. It's already within you because you were created perfect. You believed a lie. Now come back from that lie. And come back to how you were originally created. Be born again. Be born just like you were the first time. Innocent, complete, and perfect. Before you had all these, all this baggage. And trust in a Father that loves you. Repent. Change the way you're thinking. Because the kingdom of God is here. And it is good news. It's great news. I hope this helped you today, and I hope you remember that God is madly in love with you. Until next time.